you're listening to Siren Radio, and hopefully you're a regular at this time of whenever you listen to this particular broadcast. It's American Cousins with me, Andrew David, here in Lincoln at Siren Radio. And it's that moment where I tentatively press a button on the screen in front of me and see whether it magically connects me across many thousands of miles, whether I'm bouncing off a satellite or going on a cable underneath the North Sea. I saw a, a film this week about laying cables. That's why I'm waxing lyrical about that, because hopefully <laughs> whether it's through the sky or through the underground bits and under the sea, we hope the next voice you hear is that of our good friend, Bruce K. Rosenblum. Are you there? I am here, Andrew. I'm in good spirits this morning, feeling great. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. A little little brisk, sunny and brisk this morning, Little little cold winds blowing, but uh, doing just fine. How are you? Excellent. Well, we're fine. Uh, just to do the uh, the legal bit, it's coming up to four o'clock here in the United Kingdom on Thursday the 3rd. So if you're listening to this first broadcast, you'll think, why has he said it's coming up to four o'clock when it's just gone five o'clock? Well, that's the way we have to do things because we have to pre-record. You may be listening to the repeat or the podcast, however you're listening. Uh, you're very welcome. And in fact, things like podcasts uh, play into something we're going to be talking about later on today. Uh, and the, the slight um, caveat is some of the stuff that Bruce is going to be sharing with us is good, strong, tough stuff. So if you want something to help you engage with some news stories you may have seen here in the, in the United Kingdom, Bruce is going to give you some American context for them. But before that, we need to talk about your health. We're uh, now into about halfway between where we heard you had problems with your ticker and where you're going to find out how good your ticker actually is. Ticker's an English word for your heart, by the way, Bruce. So um, bring us up to state to uh, play with some numbers then. Well, it's really great. And, and I, I thank you for all the support. And it, it was fun listening to uh, Dr. Tom. Um, I, I know that you made me the subject of your conversation with him on, on, on the podcast that you do, and I, I thought it was really terrific. And I thank Dr. Tom. I, I, I came away after listening to that feeling really great. Uh, he confirmed a lot of the things that, that I've heard and, and just his way of, of communicating about uh, the issues that I'm dealing with were, were very reassuring and very positive, and I, and I just thank him for that. Um, I, I really enjoyed every, listening to every minute of that, and, and I had a smile on my face afterwards um, because I, 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 it confirmed that I feel like I'm going in the right direction here. Mm. Um, he, he's just great, and I hope to be able to listen to him more often. Just, just wonderful. Well, he does a monthly column, and you can catch it as you do, as we do with your program here, American Cousins, on the Siren Radio podcast site. So, as yeah, I say, please, I, I, yeah, please pass on my thanks to him. Will you do. do. You're, you're at day 15, I believe. Yeah, so we're day 15 of the journey. It's, um, it's going to be a 34-day journey um, when I finally meet with the cardiologist. So day 15, and I've been very... Uh, religious about the diet and the exercise program and weighing myself every morning and taking my blood pressure twice. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to report that it seems things are going in the right direction. On day one, which was January 20th, um, my weight was 218.4 pounds. My blood pressure was 155 over 106. So a little bit elevated, a little bit elevated. And that was just pretty much getting out of bed that morning, which I'm supposed to do right away. And I generally take my blood pressure a couple of times um, because I just can't seem to get the cuff to fit properly, and I just want to see some consistency in, in the scores. And after doing it a few times, um, it was 155 over 106 was 
pretty much where, you know, the number that I went with. Um, at uh, uh, about three hours later, I had, at that time, I had taken my blood pressure pills. I had uh, done 30 minutes on, on my elliptical. I had eaten breakfast and um, had taken a nice warm shower and was ready to start my day. And so it, around three hours after um, the first blood pressure and, and weigh-in, my blood pressure dropped to 141 over 80. So much better. Uh, better was uh, was better afterwards, but still a little little elevated. But well, it might have been anxiety of the first day of doing this. So fast forward to day 15. Okay, um, checking in at around the same time I did on day one. I did I checked in at 6:30 a.m. on day one. Um, I, this morning I checked in at 6:49 a.m. My weight has gone from 218.4 down to 213.4, so a solid five-pound loss. And my blood pressure, um, getting out of bed today, was 143 over 73. So compared to that to 155 over 106, 143 over 73 is starting to correlate better blood pressure with the weight loss. Mm. Uh, now, I haven't done my um, – I ate breakfast and I took my pills, but I haven't done my workout yet. I'm going to do that after the after we're done uh, speaking this morning. But yesterday at 9.38 in the morning, uh, my blood pressure post-pills, breakfast, and workout was 116 over 66. That's so much better. So, and, and that's been consistent for the past couple of days, by the way. So from 141 – 80 to the next day, 130 over 78, 145, 82. I'm now consistently in the 120 to 116 to 123 range with a, with a 66 uh, to 70 range on the, on the, on the other side. So, um, whatever I'm doing is working and I'm not, and I'm not changing anytime soon until at least after I meet with the doctor and I can see what, uh, leeway I have in terms of the diet. Um, is there a way maybe once a week to, to deviate and, and have something uh, that, I, that, you know, have something fun? Or am I really tied to being strict now the rest of my life? So, you know, that'll, that'll, that remains to be determined. Um, I have had, um, I've, I've done the five days of the heart monitor and I did the four um, ultrasounds. I did the, the uh, carotid artery ultrasound the um, the heart ultrasound, and I did uh, the vein ultra the veins ultrasound in my legs and the artery ultrasounds in my legs, and so all that data has been collected. The last piece of the puzzle will be doing what they call a PET scan, which is a medically induced stress test. It used to be we'd get on a treadmill and do that, but now they do it. It's a, they do a medically induced one. I'm not doing the treadmill where they're going to insert some dye, and they're you know, and uh, it'll once it goes through the dye goes through the system, the the computer will will create color um, imprints of of my cardiovascular system and areas where there's good blood flow will light up one color and bad blood flow will light up a different color and we'll get a sense of if there's blockage where and how much and that'll be the key and then uh, I'm sure that when we meet on the 22nd, all this data will have been analyzed. And we'll have a game plan for next steps. And um, from what I'm hearing, um, the the next steps, if there's any situation, 
And I, I'm thinking that my situation isn't actually that dire because if I'm able to go 30 minutes a day at a high intensity on the elliptical and walk two miles afterwards without being winded or feeling pain, that, you know, hopefully blockages, if they're there, aren't severe enough yeah. to warrant. But if they are, they're saying angioplasty is almost outpatient uh, uh, procedure these days. Uh, stents are pretty pretty routine. I'm going to bypass, they say, is probably the last the court of last resort, um, and it would probably have to take a significant blockage um, to mm. to have to consider something like that. So this is all so much better than it was a fortnight or so ago. Yeah, you, must, you must in yourself feel really good. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better mentally. I'm feeling better. Um, I, I, I couldn't believe when I logged in this morning that I'm halfway through this. Yeah, um, I'm actually enjoying the diet, believe it or not, and <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying the cooking part of it. And um, you know, make you know, it's been fun, and and so that that that's you know, I'm, and I'm and and quite honestly, Andrew, except when we do some um, preparation for our show on what's happening in the world. I've been I've been staying away from from news, and I have to tell you, I feel really good about it. Yeah, um, okay. I, I feel pretty good. Um, My I whole career not... is now falling apart in front of me. But you see, uh, this is what you what you have picked up on, and which is where we're going to, is that mm. you've come up with stuff which touches on some very interesting things on this side of the Atlantic as well. Because I'm going to reel some names in the next few minutes. You're going to be talking about Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Whoopi Goldberg, and a mouse as well as the Holocaust. And what you're about to take us down, it's a sort of rabbit hole in one sense, but it says so much about not just the, the, the way life is for you in the United States, but in fact, the way things have slipped around the world. So take us on this story of double standards, I think that's what you've called it. Yeah, and there'll be one other personality, a, a gentleman named Joe Rogan. Um, I don't know if he how popular he is in the United Kingdom, but he is a uh, he's a, um, a comedian, actor, uh, mixed martial arts fighter, UFC broadcaster, and uh, like us, he hosts a podcast. And his podcast has been around since 2009. It's called the Joe Rogan Experience. And what he likes to do, and he and and it's probably why it finally got him in some hot water, is he his claim to fame is that he doesn't really prepare for his podcast. He likes to just sit down and have conversations and take the conversation in any direction in, in which they flow. And he claims that he likes to have differing points of view on and, and, and but he's, he's, he's not a scientist. He's, 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 he says he's just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations. And he said, do I get things wrong? Of course I get things wrong. But, you know, I, I think that's just posturing to just kind of say the right thing and kind of, you know, kind of make him sound like, he, you know, he, he really shouldn't be held accountable any, for anything. But what has happened uh, recently is that he's been on this whole vaccine rant. And a lot of the information he's been, a lot of the people he's talked to aren't from the scientific community. And a lot of the points he's made um, does not really support what the science is saying about the vaccines. And so he's been spreading a lot of misinformation about the, the COVID vaccines. And, um, Neil Young finally kind of called him on it because Spotify has like a hundred million dollar contract with this guy. Ooh, and uh, we need to we need to talk after the podcast. We need, about we need to get some of that. Yeah, we need to get some of that. But Neil Young decided that um, in protest of him um, 
spreading false information about vaccines that he was leaving. He was going to leave Spotify. And his gesture prompted other musicians like Adele, I think she was one, Joni Mitchell. Uh, there are a number of others who have uh, followed Neil Young uh, off Spotify and are doing deals with in other places. I, I believe Neil Young just did a new deal um, just the other day with Amazon now. And so that so so in protest of that, um, you see you saw that it that it woke up a certain community of a community of activists, mainly right now musicians and other people on Spotify. But, you know, Spotify um, didn't really do anything. I mean, they didn't take any action to to sanction him or to punish him or to take him off the air or cancel his contract. You know, they decided to, you know, to put in some new rules about, uh, how information is, um, is, is put out, you know, you know, from their various platforms. And, um, and, and, and they've come up with some new disclaimers. And, and Rogan said, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do better and I promise to do better. You know, and that's really all that happened, right? And, um, so, so you have that going on. And then, you know, talking about, you know, double standards in this country, you know, it's all happening around the same time earlier this week as the Holocaust Remembrance Day. I think January 27th was the 75th anniversary of the liberation of the death camps in Germany. Yep, absolutely. And and right at that time, the state of Tennessee, a school board in the state of Tennessee, decides they're going to ban a book called Mouse which is a graphic novel about Nazi death camps. I, I believe the character Mouse, it's about a mouse. It's about a mouse, a mouse family. Um, it's, it's written, it's written from that point of view. And there's some words that are, you know, you kind of have to close your ears to, I guess. And there's some, some graphic images of, of naked people. But, um, but this, but the, the, the school board, in a unanimous decision, decided to ban that that book, and they did it. They, they showed the timing was perfect on the Remembrance Day of the Holocaust, right, right around that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so what does that tell you was going on in in the state of Tennessee? <clears throat> but uh, on there's a popular TV show here in the United States called The View, and it's hosted by um, world-renowned actress Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, and she's she's a very liberal African American woman. And, um, and, and the view is supposed to be different points of view. So they have conservatives, moderates, and then liberals. And Whoopi's the loudest voice in the room, and she's very liberal, and, you know, everybody knows that. But they were discussing the, the book, you know, the, that Monday morning on the show, they were, the panel was discussing the Tennessee school board's banning of the book Mouse. And uh, it's about the Holocaust and the killing of six million people. Um, you know, didn't that, didn't that bother you? And the conversation went back and forth and she said, you know, if we're going to talk about this, let's be truthful about it. She says, because the Holocaust isn't about race. It's, it's about humanity against humanity. Now, from a, a broad 30,000 foot overview, yeah, it was humanity against humanity, but specifically, it was about race. And I'm not going to go down the road about race. We've done that before, and it becomes very sticky, and people have their own, you know, conform their own opinions about what race is, because when you when you look at the definition of race, 
race can take the definition of race can take any kind of shape or form people want it to have at times where it suits them to do so. So I'm not going to argue back and forth whether Whoopi was right or Whoopi was wrong. Uh, I mean, that that's already happened. That's already happened. And and I don't want to be in the middle of that. But but just just to make it clear, in 1930s Germany during the Holocaust, the Germans made it clear, Hitler made it clear that the Germans were an inferior race that the Jews were an inferior race to the Aryan nation of Germans. And because, quote, unquote, Jews weren't blonde hair, blue eyed, they were the inferior race. Okay. And, and, and race, a race can be defined according to the definition, you know, if, if you so want it to be, uh, by, by just a group of people's looks. So if they have brown hair and larger noses or different shaped chins or whatever it may be, yeah, you can you can define that as a race, and so that's so the Germans defined the Jews as an inferior race, and we all know what happened. But for Whoopi Goldberg to argue that it wasn't about race at that time, which clearly it was, and it was just more humanity against humanity, and to get her back up and not give in, um, was you know by for for most of the the, the comments <clears throat> and and the in the opinion editorials that. We read and heard after that she was wrong. And what happened is that ABC decided to punish her for those comments. So <clears throat> Spotify did not punish Joe Rogan for his um, comments of misinformation about the vaccine during a pandemic. ABC decided to punish Whoopi Goldberg by giving her a two week suspension for her comments. And then she came back on the air and said I was wrong, it was about race, and, you know, I'm a friend of Israel and all this stuff to, to win back viewers, but they put her on a two-week hiatus. So it, it, in a way, it's like a double standard. It's, it, it's a, Again, it's, it's a double, another double standard. You know, two people of prominent, um, uh, with prominent popularity, one gets no, no, no sanctions and promises to do better, and the other one gets a two-week suspension and is forced to come on the air and, 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 and to me, make a disingenuous uh, apology to the American public. And it's just, it's just a shame that, that, that we have to live through this, you know, every day of our lives. And the funny thing about the double standard is that if you're going to ban the book, which was written very thoughtfully and told through the eyes of a mouse, almost the way that uh, Steven Spielberg did in the American tale where Fievel the mouse um, was running from, you know, the, the, the cats were basically the Nazis in Germany and the, the mice were, were the Jews and, and trying to leave to come to America for a better life, right? And if you're gonna, if you're gonna ban that book, then why is the book Mein Kampf written in 1925, which was Hitler's autobiographical, autobiographical, um, manifesto on, on, on creating the, the master race? Why is that still available on, on, on bookshelves? So again, you, you have, you know, you've got these, this double standard going on. Um, and, and, and taking that even a bit further, taking this 1930s, um, philosophy about what happened in, in, in Germany, we now have, <laughs> believe it or not, a, a senator, a state, an Oklahoma senator, Rob Standridge, who has introduced legislation in Oklahoma 
which would allow parents to sue up to $10,000 any public school educator who teaches anything in opposition to closely held religious beliefs of students. It would give power, it would also give um, parents the power to demand the removal of any books from school shelves that they believe contains LGBTQ content. And where have we heard this before? I think that I all think that you've all been talking been about talking. actually leads back and leads forward to it. Yes, you're absolutely right. You can't just ban one thing um, and not another. You have to be consistent. And unfortunately, um, we do have a world which is rife with all sorts of double standards. It's it's absolutely crazy. And, you know, and, and you know, people can form their own opinions about this. But, you know, they say history repeats itself. And they're saying, oh, what happened in Germany couldn't, you know, we can't let it ever happen again. It won't happen again. Well, the fact of the matter is it's happening again right before our eyes, not only in this country, but around the world. And in order to, to stamp it out, people have to, you know, pull their heads out of the sand and say something and do something about it. And the problem right now is that this white nationalistic kind of mentality or philosophy is just, um, rearing its ugly head, not only here, but in Poland and Germany and other countries around the world. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it in real time. And there's no accountability and there's nobody getting outraged over it. There are there are graveyards in France, in England, in the United States. Arlington Cemetery is the most notable where there are hundreds of thousands of people who are buried there who died fighting for democracy, fighting the Nazis during World War Two, fighting to make the world a safe uh, place for not only themselves, but for their children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. And the people that are allowing this to, to rise up and are standing idly by, do they not have relatives that are buried in those graveyards? Do they not know what their relatives fought for so they could have the kind of uh, a democracy and life that you lead in your country and that we lead here in this country? It's appalling. It's absolutely appalling that, that, that our, our politics and our world is 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 moving backwards instead of forwards with with all the technology and all the and, and how close we are is a global we are a global community it's it's we are so close we can within a heartbeat we can reach out and talk to anyone in the world we want to at any given time and have the world at our fingertips for advances in technology and advances in science advances uh, in 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 just about any area that you want to that you want to make advances in, and yet we continue to fight thousands of year old um, ideological wars. We 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 still see you know leaders jockeying to to control the territory to flex muscle. Um, you know when when our world is facing climate issues and other sorts of of, of problems that endanger the the entire world, not just one country or another. And yet we're still we're still looking to 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 insert our will and control other people and 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 do and do harmful things in, instead of just doing the right thing. And to me, you know, that it's it's it, it's disturbing. What are we leaving for our children and what are we leaving for our children and grandchildren? Well, that, that's that's the crucial point, because yeah. you have family. I have family and we try and live our lives respectfully of everybody's mm -hmm. ideas, uh, aspirations, hopes and beliefs. Um, and yet it, 
I think one of the I, I keep using the mantra of social media, but unfortunately it does echo these things and it amplifies them and they get out of hand. And I can remember back, you know, and you can before the Internet even arrived. You know, you used to have to send letters, you used to have to physically write things. And you had, I've got to in fact send a letter to the tax office when we finish today, put it in an envelope and put it in a post box. I think the problem is because it's become so easy with all the technological advances to get your opinion out there. The respect that people used to have for making sure that it was delivered and received in a suitable way has gone. Look, I'm concerned. It's 25 minutes into the program. I'm going to get a phone call from your cardiologist in a minute saying, get Bruce <laughs> off the radio. Make sure he gets to breathe and lie down. It's been a fascinating uh, chat to you because both the stories, both the Whoopi Goldberg story and uh, the Josh Rogan story have made it across to this side of the UK or this side of the Atlantic. And thank you for putting it into um, perspective and context. And thank you for all the stuff you've done so far. But you are going to go and calm down now, aren't you? I'm going to go get on my elliptical and pedal <laughs> to level 15. This morning. <laughs> Bruce, it's it's a real pleasure. Hey, going back to the beginning of today's programme, so good to hear your numbers are going down which is often where you don't want numbers to go if we're in the financial world, you want them to go up. But you've got, I mean, getting them down to 116 over 60, fantastic. That That's a, a good good place to be. So, Bruce, thank you very much indeed for spending time with us here on Siren Radio. Oh, my pleasure, Andrew. Um, I didn't mean to get so worked up, but, um, you know, I just... Um you know, I, I guess I wear my heart on my sleeve sometimes, and um, I just, uh, just want to, you know... You know, I just wish that uh, everybody could just um, live their lives in peace and prosperity and not have to worry about all this other nonsense. But uh, as you know, that I, you know, I appreciate our conversations and I look forward to doing this again next week. And I wish everybody up in Lincoln to uh, continue to stay safe and healthy and uh, look forward to hopefully seeing you in person, because I think we're going to have to make a, an announcement about what we're going to do next time we, we actually get together, if that's possible mm. later on in the year. Well, we'll keep our fingers I crossed. I won't spill it. I won't spill it, but we'll, we'll, we'll make it a. We'll, it'll be a fun surprise for our listeners. There are some big things in the pipeline. <laughs>